saints. And so let us say that we will maybe cover only the aspect of the power, the spirit of power. The other aspect of the spirit of love and sound mind. We will touch them later on. Maybe some other time when the Lord grants us the favor and the grace to be able to do that. But for today, I would like us to first and foremost to consider something that is a reminder, a reminder sort of unto us. The scripture says in Romans chapter uh, 1 verse 16, Paul writes and says, For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. That it is the power of unto salvation to everyone who believes. And I, I felt in my spirit that we start ourselves again up and remind ourselves of what the gospel is, then we shall enter into the sharing of the other aspect of the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Now Paul encourages us and he tells us, this gospel that has been given unto us, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, he tells us it is power. Not just it has power, but it is power in itself. He says, it is the power of God unto salvation to that man or that woman who believes. Now, just like our brother uh, Renaldo read the scripture that he read at that place, it comes in very interesting. He says that, you know, the gospel is not the power of God unto riches. Just also like uh, uh, Linda read unto us in the book of James. That the gospel is not the power of God unto riches, as we many times we hear in our present generation. If it were, let me tell you something interesting. The apostles would have been the richest characters on the face of the earth. Because they were closest to the Lord and they are the one who coined this gospel and brought it across unto us. But if you hear what Ronaldo read, he says that most prominent of those apostles, Apostle Peter, something interesting he said. When a beggar came and asked him, just let us say for 5p, 5 pence, do you know what the guy asked, answered him? The guy told him, silver and gold, I have none. He didn't even have 5 pence to be able to give that particular beggar at the beautiful gate. And yet he was the prominent the most prominent of all the apostles. Hold that thought in mind. So if I told the, the gospel was the power of God unto riches, I'm sure Peter would have had at least a pound to hand over to this particular guy. But he didn't have any. If I confess, I said, man, I don't have any. Silver and gold, I have none. But he told me, but such as I have, I give unto you. And he shared what he had. The power that was invested in him. He released it unto this man's need. Oh, for the glory of God. Again, the gospel of God is not the power of God unto honor. If at all that is honor in the world. If at all the gospel makes us to be honorable in the world. The, the apostles who have been the most honorable men across the face of all the earth. But yet... Hear what Paul says of them. Paul says of the apostles, that is, they are the very founders of the church, 
of Jesus. The ones who have given to us this particular gospel that we believe in and we rejoice in the gift of eternal life. This is what Paul says of, of, of the apostles. He says, as apostles, we are the scum. Did you hear? The scum of the world. Think about that. That this particular man that God placed foremost to be the ones who will propagate his name across the face of all the earth to begin this wonderful work. He says they were the scum of the world. The most deplorable characters that you would ever think of as far as the world was concerned. Think about it and hold that. The gospel of God is not the power of God unto honor. Don't expect to be honored by the world, my brother and my sister. The world will not honor you because you're an enemy of the world. Again, the gospel is not the power of God unto fame. If it were, the apostles have been the greatest celebrities on the face of the earth. But you know yourself, none of them was held as a celebrity. We, we know how we handle our celebrities in this particular day on the TV and whatever. You can see, one come here and you will see the, the praise that is given unto them. None of the apostles of the Lord, even the Lord himself, none of them was celebrated. And you will wonder why, because Iria here, if at all they were celebrated, they were never celebrated, but if at all they were celebrated, their deaths even would have been at least honorable. But here, that every single one of them, they died miserable deaths. Every single one of them. They were not celebrated at all, including their Lord. They were crucified, the most horrible, horrible death. They were stoned. This particular man, why? Because the gospel of God is not the power unto riches. Says the word. It's not the power unto honor and it's not the power unto fame. But the gospel, as the word of God has given unto us, and as you know it, the word of God says, the gospel is this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He says, The gospel is the power of God unto salvation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is it the power of God unto salvation? He says, this is the salvation to believe in the Son of God. And I want you to ask yourself, do I really believe in this particular Son of God? Do I believe in him from the depths of my spirit? Or I'm just maybe acknowledging intellectually in my head. I want every one of us to get to that point to know in our spirits that I truly believe in because that is the power of God unto salvation. Why? Because this gospel, it, you know, it reconciles us back to our souls. That gospel is the power of God because it reconciles you and me back to our souls. What do I mean by that? It, is, it realigns your life and it realigns my life back into the original unique purpose that God ordained you and I to be all for the glory of God. Realize that apart from Jesus, that's why I said whoever believes in him, why is it that whoever believes in the Lord Jesus Christ will not perish but will have everlasting life? He says because, you know, he, 
in our, our purpose, our whole being is hidden in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our whole purpose is in this person that was sent from the Father. He is a mystery because it, he is called, he is the word of God. So everything we read here is actually Jesus Christ. But it's strange, he came in flesh, he came as a human being. We can't understand him. We can't be able to explain him. But somehow, you and I, our drawing, our sketch, our design is inside the Lord Jesus Christ. Every single one of us. Because the scripture says, all that was made was made by him and without him was nothing made that was made. Meaning you and I, we have our wholeness, our completeness found in this particular son of God. That is, you are not what men and women say you are. Don't look at yourself in relation to what we say you are or with what anybody else says you are. What you are is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why the Father tells you and I, believe. I have loved the world so much and I've given them my son. Why? Because in my son is the sketch and is the drawing, is the design of every single human being. Whoever looks on him and believes in him, that particular design and that sketch comes and starts to be recreated in him and he or she starts to be made anew. That's why he says you and I, we become brand new men and women in Christ Jesus. He says you are no longer old, the old has passed away, we become new in Jesus Christ. And I want you to look at yourself and ask yourself, am I that new person that I am supposed to be in the Lord Jesus Christ? That is, you are not even what, you know, you are not, I, I, I love this, that says, says, you are not the opinion of men and women. Don't allow yourself to be put down by any man or any woman whatsoever they say. Let it, ent not, not even enter. Let it just sweep by that particular year and go off. Don't allow it to enter into your mind, into your mind and it enter here and go through here. No, it will have gone through you. The issue is let it come and bounce off because you are focused on Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And as you believe Him, as you pray, as you wait on Him, and as you look up unto Him, that design of you will continue to be perfected by mystery, by way of mystery, in your life, and people will start seeing the change. And the different man or woman that God has ordained and prepared you and I and Hope Community Church as a whole to be in the name of Jesus Christ. I say this, that you know, you are not what the DNA from your parents say about you. Forget about it. That one deals only with the physical. The real you, the real you that the Father has designed has got nothing to do with the DNA. That you know, that our physical, our physical being, we can look at our DNA and it says we are ugly. We can look at our DNA and it says, oh, I'm so black, or I'm so white, or I'm so red, or I'm so what. And you know, and hence, we, many times, you, you, you'll know it, we comb our hairs. Why? Because our DNA will have our hairs go in, in, in so many different ways. We, we, we shave our hairs and we make them nice. Why? The DNA, if we live with everything to be according to the DNA, now you, you'll see how shuffled it will be. Even all of us come here the way we are, the way we are, but we put on lipstick, we put on makeup, and what have you. Why? Somehow our DNA does not fully define, define you. 
Somebody on the inside said, nah, I'm not looking very nice today. I better, I better change the way I am looking today. Why? Because who you are is in that one. That's why the Bible of the Father says, I loved the world so much. I gave my son because your design, your purpose, is hidden in that Son of God, Jesus Christ. And I encourage you, my brother, my sister, whoever you are, whether you're here or you're online, please lift up your eyes again and look honestly into the Lord Jesus Christ. Start crying out unto the Father. I'm not seeing him clearly. I want to see Jesus. I want to experience Jesus. I want to hear him, you know, booming in my ears. Because as he booms and as he is revealed into your life, the man or the woman you are designed to be will start coming out step by step, all for the glory of God. You will no longer be according to what people have been saying all around you in the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, you are not what the economy says you are. The economy will say you're middle class. The economy will say you're living below the poverty level. The economy will say whatever it wants to say. The economy might even call you you are very rich. You are above there in the, you know, in the hierarchy. You are somewhere up there. But you heard what, uh, sorry, what, 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 what James told us. A threat that was given unto those rich who don't have the Lord in their lives. You realize that what the Father is telling us, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to that man or that woman that believes. Why is it the power of God? If you look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 10, scripture says, you are complete in him. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. That is Jesus Christ. He says, you and I, our completeness, our wholeness is in this one. He, and I like, he says, he is the head of all principality and power. Nothing is above him. And he says, Marie, you are, you know, you are designed in him. The longer you look at him, that Marie, beautiful Marie starts coming out and starts come to be implanted into you. That wonderful Jimmy comes out and starts to be implanted in you and you rise up above the storms and above the waves realizing, oh, I'm not what they have been saying I am. That is what I am in Jesus Christ. Your wholeness and my wholeness is found in him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, you are what God says you are in Christ Jesus. So he says, believe in Jesus Christ. Don't believe in the words of people. Don't believe in the words of any other man or any other woman. What is it meaning? That is meaning. What is, does it mean unto us in that say? That, you know, your completeness and my completeness is realized or comes into being in Jesus. So he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. They get that completeness all for the glory of God. Apart from Jesus, I want you to realize, you cease to be relevant. Because your person, your completeness is in him. If you are not a believer in Jesus, if you are not focusing on Jesus, your relevance ceases to be. Men can look at you and say you are wonderful, you are a wonderful singer, you are a wonderful celebrity, you are a wonderful world, but your relevance is meaningless and useless apart from Jesus Christ. 
Reevaluate yourself and determine, am I in the Lord Jesus? Do I, am I born again? Apart from Jesus, you are lost. You, are, you don't know even where you are. You don't know where you are coming from. You don't know where you are going. With all the degrees and the education that we may have, all of them are meaningless apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. Why? Because in the Son, he had designed each one of us. And he brought him forth to give us a light of who we are. We have been lost in darkness and in sin. But in the course of his love, he decides, I'm going to once again bring all across my image before them. So that they can start seeing who they are in each one of them. In me, in my son. And as they look at me, this image is transmitted across into each one of them. And they become transformed all for the glory of God. And so we enter into what Paul comes and tells us in Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 1 and verse 7. He says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I repeat again. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Then Paul comes and says, For God has not given unto us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I want that to sink into your spirit. Do I have the spirit of fear or am I having the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind? Is my life reflecting power, love, and sound mind or is my life reflecting fear every other day of my life? Now realize there are two kingdoms as we know, two main kingdoms that, uh, that we know. There is the kingdom of light and there is the kingdom of darkness. Each kingdom emanates or proceeds from a specific spirit. Each kingdom comes from a particular given spirit. There are two main spirits that operate in the, in, in the whole of existence. One is the spirit of light and the other is the spirit of darkness. Now, as each kingdom, it has a spirit as its foundation. Now, the kingdom of the world or the kingdom of darkness, the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. What is that meaning? It says, the kingdom of this world or the, the world and all its systems. The, the world scripture says, it lies in the evil one. Everything in the world lies in the evil one our education system i'm sorry to say our you know our political systems our economy <laughs> our economies you know the mindsets of our philosophies name them all of them lap them all of them together scripture says they all of them lie in the evil one now think of how much we struggle to get every one of these you know, we struggle and we rise up the, uh, the, 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 the ladder in all these particular systems because we are in the world and we, we, we have to survive. I'm not saying that we abandon any one of these particular aspects. But there is something about them that the Father wants us to be. To stand apart in our spirits from every one of these particular aspects. So the whole world and its systems lies in the evil one. 
realize everything is uncertain in the world. There is nothing that is certain in the world. You can have it certain today and you know that yes, it is. Suddenly you come tomorrow, you find it has changed, it has shifted. It's no longer what you thought it was yesterday. You know, you're looking at everything is insecure in the world. There is nothing that is permanent in the world as a whole. The world runs and functions on the fuel of fear, if you understand. If you realize that, you know, the basis of the world as a whole, it rolls on the wheels of fear. Every aspect of the world rolls on this particular, on, on the wheels of fear, left, center, and right. The world thrives on the environment of fear. And you can think of it yourself. Mistrust and suspicion thrives everywhere, even in the home, in the family. The men don't trust their wives. The wives don't trust their, 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 their husbands. The brothers don't trust their other brothers or their sisters. Neither do the sisters trust their brothers or their sisters. There is suspicion. Everybody, why? Because every human being is selfish. Everyone is seeking for his own, his own right, and his own, even between man and wife. There is an aspect of selfishness even in that particular environment. Why? You know, I don't know what he or she may be thinking about me. And my brother might not be thinking the best for me. And you know, so mistrust goes everywhere. And as a result, fear continues because one is afraid. I don't know what he thinks. So I don't know what he's planning. There is no peace of mind in the world. Why? Because fear is all over. Look at our economy and the political systems. The landscape, the, you know, the landscape is shaped by fear. Think about it. Have you heard of the politicians when they are campaigning? Every single politician. Have you realized what they do? They will always put you in fear with regard to the other politician. So they will tell you, ah, you choose it. Oh, you are, you're doomed, you're doomed. If you choose that particular guy, you choose that woman, you are, you, you're making the biggest mistake, fear. And likewise, the other side is saying exactly the same. Even our economy, it's also shaped by fear. Look at the insurance industry. What does the insurance industry thrive on? It is one principle, fear, risk, risk. You know, your house might burn. You may die. I think when you die, you'll be there to look at the money itself. Then you, oh, you, you, you're going to die. You know, you're going to, you may hurt yourself and be broken. Your foot will be broken. So you better take this insurance. You'll get some money after your foot. Every principle in the world economy, it is based on fear. That's what it thrives. It thrives on. But I want you to look at what Jesus tells us. He tells us in Matthew chapter 25, chapter 6, verse 25 onwards, he says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, not about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than the clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into burns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his or her own stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more 
clothe you, O ye of little faith. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you need. What all the, he knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now the Lord is encouraging us as, you know, as we look at our places, consider the birds. They neither you know, sow, they neither reap, they neither put anything into the pan. But the guys are you know, carefree. They are, have you seen the pigeons? They are fat. They are very, 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 they are so, so settled. They don't care. But somehow they'll come into your garden, work on all your, on all your vegetables, if you have got nice cabbages, and destroy them, and they are gone. And then for them, they live one day at a time. I'm not saying you live like that, going to somebody's house and go take all his bread and what have you. No, 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 no. That is not the wisdom that God is giving unto us. But what he's telling us is clear, that live a life trusting in God. Do what you are doing, know that he will prosper. The little you are doing, he will make it prosper and he will enhance it and make it bring, feed you and feed your family and make you be a blessing unto somebody else for the glory of God. What he's telling us is that don't kill yourself trying to amass the whole wealth of the world. Don't kill yourself trying hoping that, you know, I, oh, when am I going to win the lottery? When am I going to win the lottery? You'll waste all your life trying to win that particular lottery. And your mind is focused on that and you forget to look on the Lord Jesus, who, in whom is your design and your purpose, all for God's own glory. Realize what he says, seek first his kingdom. Now, as we, you look at, look at Isaiah 41.10. When he says that, you know, fear not for I am with you. He says, I will help, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you. He's trying to lay the foundation for us to make sure that we are not afraid at any one particular time. Why? Because it will be well. You know, some people always wonder, and they ask me, Paul, how are you? And my answer is always, all is well. I don't know any otherwise. You know, whether I am in the storm, whether I am in the valley of the shadow of death, wherever I am, I don't care. All is well. Why? Because he is. He says, I will take care of you. Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the ages. Don't fear. Don't fret. Don't let yourself to be worried. And then finally says, for, yeah, I, I will never leave you. I am with you. Now. Come again to what we say, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. He has given you and I the spirit of power. What is the essence of power? It is because of what we have shared in times past. We have, as we have said in, in, in times, if you remember, in Matthew chapter 11 verse 12, where Jesus says something interesting. He says, the kingdom of God, from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God advances forcefully. In other versions it says, it suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of God is not handed over on a plate like this for you. It has been declared it is coming. But you, Hope Community Church Westland, and every one of you, the Lord wants you to rise up and determine, I am getting that particular kingdom. 
He's saying that I want you to advance forcefully. That's why I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power. You are not to be afraid of anything. Come what may. Why? Because this kingdom you are of, it advances forcefully all for the glory of God. Remember what our sister Linda read in, in, in James chapter 5 verse 18. He says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. What is a fervent, effectual fervent prayer? It's not just saying, please God. Give me bread in Jesus' name. <laughs> and I say, I pray, I pray God to open for me that particular gate. So I don't. He says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I told you last time when we were talking about Elijah, I think it was the same or something similar. I quoted that you know Elijah. The Bible says he went in and he prayed seven times for the same thing until when he got it, he was not letting go. He was not ready to be embarrassed in that particular place. He had sacrificed there. God had answered by fire. And now he goes on the mountain. He starts asking for, for, for the answer for, for rain to come. And no clouds are for me. But this God answered by fire. Just suddenly, bam, everything answered. And now on the mountain, it's as if the same God has gone silent. He's watching it. Elijah said, God, let rain come. I call for the rain. All Everything is silent. He didn't quit and say that, oh, maybe God will bring it next year. Uh -uh. He says he must bring it today for, for the glory of his name. He sticks there, and the Bible says he put his face between his knees. You can imagine that posture. It was not an easy posture. But he stuck there and said, I will not let go until the answer came. That is power. And that is the power that God is looking for in your prayer life, my brother and my sister. Stop being religious. And saying that, you know, God will do it his way. He has said he is giving you the spirit of power. Young and old alike. Determine. I must rise up from where I am. And start moving forward. Advancing in the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus. Why? Isaiah 51 verse 16. We have read this scripture over and over. The Bible says this. I have put my words in your mouth. Says the Lord. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundation of the earth and say to Zion, you are my people. Now listen, God, he says, he places his word in your mouth and he, he, he says he hides you under the shadow of his hand. So he's not letting you just out there into the wilderness alone, no. He is with you and is covering, making sure you're protected. As you speak the word that he has placed in your mouth as a child of God, you will plant your heavens. My over your family, over your children, over your church. You will plant the heavens because of the word that you speak. Why? Because you are speaking what he has placed in your, in your mouth and he's covering you with his shadow. The enemy will not harm you as you declare what God is speaking in the name of the Lord Jesus. Speak it over your husband. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your church. Speak it over your business. Speak it, speak it, speak it for the glory of God. What it is. Don't say, oh my, things will happen by, no, they will not happen by chance. I want you to Lay the foundations of your of, of your of your of your earth. He says, "I will 
I'll plant the heavens and lay the foundation of your earth. Meaning, if I don't go by what God has said, fear will rock keep rolling me over and over and over again. I will never be settled. I will never find a place to stand. I'll keep looking over my shoulder. I will never be secure because I don't have a foundation under me. I don't have a heavens that are over me. Why? Because I have not spoken the word that has been placed in my mouth to be able to speak. And I want you to wake up, my brother and my sister. Speak the word of God that he has placed in your mouth. Psalms 11 verse 3, the Bible says, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundations of your life are destroyed by the spirit of fear. He comes and he tells you all manner of wicked thoughts and all wicked all your fears and what of you and causes you to start floating like a, a feather in the, air, in, the, in the air. You don't know where to turn to because you're afraid. But he tells you this one thing. I have placed my word in your mouth. And he says, I want you to speak it out all for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Our foundations have been messed up. Maybe the foundation of Hope Community Church can have been messed up. But you can speak the word that will heal the foundation of this particular church. You can speak the, your word that will heal the foundation of your family. Your family is not made to be always quarrels and all sorts of sicknesses and all sorts of calamities that are happening left, center, and right. All of us, we experience this problems but the father says this one thing let us pray for our foundation by the word that he's placing into our mouths in the name of Jesus Christ son of the living God don't sit back and let the enemy dig away your foundation and destroy the doors of your foundation and destroy the lives of your children and of your family and of your church simply because you say well God's will shall be done he says God's will is in your mouth by the word that he has placed into your mouth in the name of Jesus Christ you are a soldier in the army of the Lord. You are not just a, a son. You are, he says, he's a mighty warrior. And so his sons and his daughters are mighty warriors in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't be a sissy. Ah, no, no, no. God, God, you know, God understands. No, rise up and say, Father, enough is enough. If it is his will, he will speak in your ear and tell you, son, it is me, I've allowed it. Then you can say, all right. But if he does not speak, don't accept it. Praise the Lord. Don't sit back and say, okay, this sickness is the order of my family. You know, all my all people in my family, they die when they are, maybe they are 15 years old. No, 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 there's nothing like that as far as the word of God is concerned. God says, speak the word over your heavens. What has been reigning wrongly in your life, declare that you reign of evil. You will end in the name of Jesus Christ. I lay the foundation that my life will be on firm ground. I'm not going to be sinking anymore. What I do is not going to sink anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ. All for the glory of God in the highest. I want you to pray and declare that you know, every gate that is open to the enemy by my foundation... Let it be closed in the name of Jesus. Maybe can you put that thing up, please? I would like you to look at some of the words that I'm putting on the, on, on the PowerPoint. I want to let that be the prayer of your heart. Look at your foundations. There are gates that have been opened in our foundations. 
bringing in foxes that come to destroy our inheritance and destroy our joy, destroy our peace, destroy the works of our hands. It is not the will of God. I want you to speak again to your, to your foundation as I speak. I want you to be praying those particular prayer from the depths of your heart that, you know, every gate that is open to the enemy by my foundation, I command it to be closed in the name of Jesus. Maybe the foundation was destroyed sometimes, but it can be healed. I, I, I speak number two, Mary, go, 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 move on to the next one. Declare that, you know, every inherited covenant that I have entered into knowingly or unknowingly, there are covenants that our parents, our brothers, our sisters have entered in in our behalf. And things that are causing havoc in the spirit world because of us. And we wonder, why do things go wrong in my life always? And it is because somebody somewhere has entered a covenant that is contrary to the will and to the plan of God. But he says, I've placed my word in your mouth that I may plant your heavens and I may lay the foundation of your earth. I declare that in Jesus' name, every inherited covenant I have entered in, you know, unknowingly or unknowingly, Father, let it be, you know, broken. Let it be completely, let it be dissolved in the name of Jesus Christ. Because my foundation must be the foundation of righteousness, all for the glory of God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Quickly, as I draw to, as we go into the issues of finalization, Jeremiah 15 verse 19 says the following. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, then I will bring you back. You shall stand before me. If you take out the precious from the vial, you shall be as my mouth. If you take out the precious from the vial, you shall be as my mouth. Let them return to you, but you must not return to them. Why? Don't return to the spirit of fear. Don't go talking fear. Don't go imagining fear into your mind or into whatever it says. I will make you as my mouth. Think about it. You being the mouth of God. God does not speak any otherwise. He speaks when you open your mouth. Your prayer life is very important, my brother and my sister, in the name of Jesus. Don't sit on your bum and say, God is going to do it all for me. No, he's coming out of your mouth. You will declare at the end of this particular issue comes today in the name of Jesus and stick on it. It might continue burning. Stick on it until that fire goes off. Unless God speaks otherwise, don't stop in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. All for the glory of God. Remember Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. He says, cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought and to obedience to Christ. That is the spirit of power that has been given unto us. We don't accept imaginations because they come upon us. A dream comes upon us that is a negative dream. You don't wake up fearing, oh, I dreamt, I dreamt everything is going to happen what am i going to do no you dream a terrible dream you wake up laughing saying ha, 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 in the name of jesus i cast down that particular dream i am a victor for the glory of god it shall not happen not to me not to my house in jesus name all for the glory of god mary can you put the next aspect yeah, i want you to you know as you go into as you go in praying Pray this prayer. I, I love an example of a certain woman. She blesses my heart. This, this woman, you know, she walked into a men's only club. 
men's only club. She entered that particular place because she had a hunger and a thirst to meet somebody. And that guy was seated at the head of the table. She lingered outside, checking, checking, and you know, the, the, the men with their heavy beards, right? this is for men only. No woman is allowed inside here. Then suddenly she noticed the head, at the head of the table, the, 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 main, the main guy's leader was seated there. She decided, you know what, like a bee, she aimed for the Papadia leader. She pa, 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 broke into the, get crushed into their club and into their, into their party. And she went, before they could realize what was happening, she was seated at the feet of Jesus. Her name is Mary. Praise God. She came in against all odds. The Jewish guys were rough guys. A woman will not come into their midst. But here came a woman who came in when they're eating, and she not only comes in, she comes to the feet of the boss himself. She sits there. She does not only sit there to listen. She holds on to his feet, and she grabs on to them, and she refuses to let go. Oh, for the glory of God. Hallelujah. The word of God says, the other women were in the kitchen. They were serving in the kitchen. She said, no. I'm not serving in the kitchen. I want to go to the men's club and see what are they doing inside there. What? Well, the tradition had set it that the women cannot be in that particular place. She went against tradition. We have not been given a spirit of fear. Hallelujah. You have been given the spirit of power for the glory of God. Any woman who is here, I want you to rise up and decide, I'm a shine for the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't allow anything to put you down from the vision that God places upon your heart. It is not a man's world. It is the kingdom of Jesus Christ that we've been called unto. All for the glory of God. Grab your gift. Run with it in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Jesus, they waited for Jesus to rebuke her. They were waiting for Jesus maybe to kick her. Tell her, carry from you, dirty woman. No. The, the, the Lord kept quiet. I'm sure everybody, Peter and the rest, they wondered, what is wrong with Jesus? How can he allow that woman to be there with him? But you know, Jesus was silent, quiet, he's relaxed. He's enjoying his meal as if nothing happened. And you know, finally he tells them, why are you guys troubled? What this woman has done, it will be said as a memorial for her for ages to come, even here in London. We are now talking about her today in Hope Community Church. Praise God. He didn't say, get out. He allowed her into the men's club. Don't let any man or any woman block you from doing the will of God, my brother or my sister, in the name of Jesus. As I've said there, let every parasite that has been stealing from me spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, materially, be removed in the name of Jesus. And hold on to that particular prayer. A parasite doesn't let go easily. A parasite, and it sticks there. It does not like letting go. But you, by the word of your mouth, plant your heavens and lay foundation for your heart. You parasite that has been eating my finances, eating me spiritually and physically, materially, be removed in the name of Jesus. Say it even if it's a thousand times, that parasite will be removed. All for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. The second aspect, Mary, put it Let the hands of evil, hands of evil, refuse to perform their enterprise in my life. 
The hands of evil that have been set against you continually. They are set to do evil in your life, in your children, in your businesses, in your investments. What have you? Cry out unto God as you speak the word of God. Hands of evil, stop to do your enterprise in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I have placed my word in your mouth. Are you using that word? And finally, look at the next one. Every anti-break strategy that has been fashioned against me be destroyed and dissolved. There are strategies of the enemy which have been set against you continually against your spiritual walk with the Lord. I want you, the Father says, arise, advance forcefully, speak to those strategies in the name of Jesus Christ, declaring unto them, be dissolved in the name of Jesus. Be dissolved in the name of Jesus. They shall be dissolved in Jesus' name. Amen. And least of all, I'm sorry, I've gone over the time. But just allow me to finish this, this particular bit. The final bit that he tells us in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 20, verse 28 and 29. He, Jesus says, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man and then he will plunder his house? What is God telling you? I have given you power. I have given the word in your mouth. The enemy or the strong man is not bound by the activities you do. The enemy or the strong man is bound by the word that comes from your mouth in the name of Jesus Christ. That is what binds and stops the enemy in his tracks all for the glory of God. So I want you to declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I will not give room to the enemy to do havoc in my environment. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, look, put on the, the, one, that, the one that is on the issue of the strong man. Every strong man on a assignment against me be bound and paralyzed in the name of Jesus. He can stand there forever as he wants to stand. He will do nothing because you have spoken the word that binds and paralyzes him in Jesus' name. Let every strong man, every strong man assigned against me be bound and paralyzed in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, pronounce the word that, you know, free me from every laziness. Free me from every selfishness. Free me from every frustration. Free me from every humiliation. Free me from every inconsistency. Free me from every rejection. Free me from every manipulation. In the name of Jesus Christ. All for the glory of God. For behold, I give unto you power, says the Lord, to trade on scorpions and on serpents. And over all power of the enemy. And nothing, he says, shall by any means hurt you. He has not given you a spirit of fear to fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. If a snake or a scorpion enters your house, you do not say, ah, that is a snake. It will not do me, I, 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 I. It will not do me any harm or a scorpion. I will sit next to you, it will bite you and you feel the sting, and the poison will go into the body. But he says in Jesus' name, I give you power. I give you authority to trample on them. Bind, cast them out. Don't be religious. 
Be the fighter that God has called us to be. And hope will never be the same again. Your family will never be the same again. This place will never be the same again. Your environment will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus, for the glory of God. Thank you, Father. You have given unto us the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Enlighten the eyes of your church. Enlighten the eyes of your children. That we may rise up and move forward in this power that you have bestowed upon us. I bind the spirit of fear from over the lives of your people. I break the yokes of fear from over the lives of your people. I demolish the burdens of fear from over the lives of your people. And I release your grace. The grace that releases the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind to permeate their personality, their mindsets, and their attitudes, and their everything, O dear King of glory, that you may be glorified in Jesus' name. And so the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord establish you in his shalom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.